So, um, what do you got on the? Did you do you have the Google Doc? Yeah. Do you do you not have the Google Doc up? I just should have opened it already. Whoops. <sighs> Christian. Okay, hold on, hold on. Sorry. <laughs> Opening up Google Docs, getting them open. Trying to figure out how to access that. Looking at our show notes where we prepared in advance but didn't open it. Found it. Wait, Boom. Drive? What? Drive? Google Drive? Yeah, yeah, where you're, wherever you're. Okay, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. Google Docs are listed to see podcast episode six. Yes, sir. Found it. Okay, cool. So um, the first thing to follow up. Uh, one, Levi uh, liked the AI yes. discussion. <laughs> as long as Levi keeps giving us feedback, we'll keep talking about him. I know, for real. He said, I'll actually read the text. Read, oh, yeah, read yeah, yeah. you read that. It's good. Wow, my battery's low on my phone. Um, it was on Facebook. Dude, Levi's, Levi's doing that Facebook game. Yeah. I mean, me too. But. I um I actually downloaded Facebook Messenger because Levi Levi messaged me on Facebook and I would yeah usually never see that except yep. I was verifying somebody's birthday before I sent them a text message yeah and you now have to have to uh, download that third that third party thing that well, mess- well, yeah so I downloaded I think I don't think it's third party I think it's Facebook's official messaging oh, yeah, app yeah, yeah. but yeah I downloaded the messaging app. And hit it far away on my phone. Yeah, so yeah, I never for have real. To see Somewhere it. like, but only now, if I need it, right? But now I can check that and, and respond. Basically, just to Levi on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, yep. Great. Yeah. It's so good. And I mean, yeah, for real. I mean, yeah. So go ahead and read. Um, yeah. Okay. Here Levi's goes. Message. Levi. Wow. It just like when 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 we put up third episode. I think it was the third episode, or no, the fourth, the fourth and fifth. I think. Yeah, um, fourth and fifth are now live. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, I think it was probably either. I think it was the when the fourth one came out. Um, he said, "No, it, it would have been the fifth one because fifth one's the one with the AI in it." Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, for real. Okay, so yeah, he's like, "Dude, um, there might be a little bit of language, but I'm going to cut that out." Um, <laughs> it's just it's this. Fun. This is a family podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, play this in the living room. Your kids are. It's it's Friday night. The kids don't have school tomorrow. It's 7.30. Play this podcast. It's families. Okay. Um, he says, dude, dot, dot, dot. Why are your podga- podcasts so good? LOL. If you guys ever want me to, if, if you guys ever want me on to talk tech with you guys, I would be so down. I would have, a, I would have had a lot to add to the AI part. LOL. I said, wow. Thanks, man. Thanks for that. We'd love to have you in. That would be great. And he said, I would love to talk about automation if you're down. And he was like, also, thanks for repeatedly pitching my non-existent channel, LOL. I have actually been getting a lot of traction on my coding vid. Uh, so I am going to steer completely away from daily vlogs and do tech news and tutorials. Boom. Um, then he said, uh, it's a super short tutorial and it's at like 800 views with no promotion. That's pretty cool. Um, he said, also, <laughs> this is good. Um, this is like a little bit of like inside, whatever. He's like, also hearing you guys try to mimic the tech podcasts I listened to was so funny, LOL. And I was like, <laughs> wow, I'm excited for your, for, for you to start these vids. 
we uh, we can collab all day. Also, a lot of the mimicry as far as or as a lot of what you saw as far as mimicry is prompted by Justin because he listens to quite a few two dudes talking podcasts and wants us to look like them. So, <laughs> he also three, to, three dudes, sometimes four dudes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, for real. Oh, I was talking about the part where you guys were trying to say what the content of my podcasts are. Um, and you were just like saying like miscellaneous coding-esque sounding things. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah. Like when we went into tech mode in our convo, he's like, yeah, it was hilarious. It was just like like how we uh, we were like talking, speaking like pseudo-intelligently about like what the world would look like one singularity or, you know, when the robots take over and we're all infinitely connected to each other or whatever, you know, um, it was just funny. It was just like reminiscent for him, like of like stuff like that. No misunderstood first. Yeah. That's, that's so good. Good. Yeah. So we're going to have to have Levi on at some point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, no. So, um, yeah. In the show notes, we'll put a link to, Levi's YouTube channel, yeah, with the video. Let's get that up over a thousand. That's, yeah, for uh, real. <laughs> uh, he uh, has been our loyal listener, and uh, yes. So oh, when, like when you said get it over a thousand, you reminded me of that um, that video, that channel on YouTube that you told me about that you showed me um, oh, of that yes. guy when he was like oh. he was like actually singing an opera song, yeah, <laughs> like a choral <laughs> choral song or whatever like mm-hmm. super classical yeah and he was like being he was gonna be that 100,000th like or subscriber right. or something to something you know what i mean yeah no i'll, I'll put a link to that um, what is that what is that channel called to, to that video as well the the channel is called gus johnson and let's go ahead and just talk about that right now oh yeah for sure um yeah so gus johnson uh i don't know where he's at right now probably like 10,000 subscribers and oh wow! He, Not very much. I mean, like well, that's a lot. Like significantly more than us. Yeah, but. way more. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just like wow. I'm surprised because he's like hilarious and so unique. Yeah, but so he does like thir- mainly th- like 30 second videos, and they're like really short, like uh, comedy skits. And um, yeah, that's like his his main his main thing is these these comedy skits. They're so unique because it's like I fe- I view I like think it's comedic. I think it's funny, mm-hmm. but like. It's basically him just like, oh, this is a crazy idea. And they're just kind of screwing around. And it's like so funny and it's so him. You know what I mean? He's created his, his own style of like silliness. Yeah, yeah. And he, so, um, yeah, it, it, I, I knew instantly when I saw it that, that is like this is something that Christian is going to really enjoy. Yes, you thought right. <laughs> and, um, yeah, he, he posts like three episodes a week. Uh, ish oh, wow. somewhere around there like he posts quite often and they're yeah. just short videos it's like it reminds me of like vine or something like he's like yeah it's like that, an extended vine the thing yeah the things that come to his mind are so the things that would come to like the mind of a really creative viner mm-hmm. it's like oh this is cool let's capture this really quick for my youtube channel you yeah. know what i mean yeah and um probably my favorite video on there is a like 25 minute unboxing video oh, yeah. where, where oh, he, wow. he unboxes um yeah. the skittles like a share size bag of original ah, but skittles like, mimics like like uh unboxing situation like videos yeah yeah it like mimics exactly how unboxing videos uh, it's so funny like go. skittles what is there and he's being like he's being like dumb like mm-hmm. it says six flavors and there's actually five and he's like 
this was grape, as you can see, but it was green. Right. <laughs> and it, yeah, and it, it, it's like taking itself like uber seriously. It, yeah. Yeah, I, I thought I thought that was just a brilliant video, and I totally didn't um, anticipate watching the whole thing when I started. But I feel like I, that's that's a pretty common thing. parody for people to make, mm-hmm. like 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 hilarious unboxing videos. I saw one on Reddit. I think of like a guy unboxing like a hot pocket or something like that, like something <laughs> yeah. so silly. But this guy made it his own by by like being dumb, mm-hmm. like with his like. Like, obviously incorrect, just being so dumb. Like, it's just funny. It's so funny. Yeah, no, Gus Johnson, uh, really yeah, good. for real. Um, this is, we got to explain the situation. This is so interesting. So, do you want to talk about it? Our, 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 the project that we just had. Yes. Okay. And then, like, our situation right now. <laughs> so, um, this is soundproofing number two, and I'm going to actually maneuver something real quick. Okay, so Justin, in the last episode, uh, or the last, yeah, it was, I think it was the last episode where we had, no, it was two episodes ago, anyway, where we, where we made the soundproof little barriers, you got a bunch of um, noise-canceling uh, foam wall things, what are those called? Yeah, like um, foam panels. Foam panels, yep. And so, yeah, we, we had a little uh, project, a little craft situation. So we created, like, a uh, little isolation zones with with the foam panels and um that's what we used to record last time and uh, it it seemed to work pretty well but we wanted to take this even further and so now we built these um two like foot and a half tall um like dividers or yeah (laughs) like, like dividers like it's it's our own little like i've seen things made by like music companies that look like what we have right now it's like a noise, a sound blocker. Right. And um, so we're in this funny situation yeah. where we can't sit quite high enough yep. to be able to We need see the microphone to be within it. Right. We want the microphone to be within it, but we're sitting a little like too low because of the height of the table and the height of the chairs. And so we so basically, yeah. we can like just see each other's eyes. Like yeah. just barely, Doing the best we can with what over. we have. We are only looking at each other's eyes, and it's so weird. Just the eyes up. Yeah, I have to keep, like, adjusting, trying to find a, a, the best, like, posture yeah, so, to sit and And I have, and like, a pop filter. Like, like, what is this called? A gooseneck? A pop filter gooseneck in the way with, like... <laughs> right. That's yeah, weird. Yeah. Oh, um, so, yeah. So, that's our s- sound panel follow-up. Um and then uh, I also got my Yeti back, so I'm I'm recording on my new Yeti. Yes, on, on the uh, cardioid, and uh, and I have a pop filter now too. So oh yeah, I know it looks so good. So so we've got like a whole setup going. So hopefully this is like the best audio quality we've ever had on on this podcast. Yeah, yeah it should absolutely. be. And so you the re- like we haven't recorded in a week. Or mm-hmm. so, like just a little bit over a week, I think. Yeah, about that. And yeah, why? why do you want to talk about that now? Why? No, we'll save that for a minute. Okay, okay, okay. Cool. so so um, following up on on the AI AI discussion. Yeah. Um, there is just a quick follow up. So there's a blog called um, Wait But Why that's really really good, and um, there's a big uh, series of articles on Wait But Why. Uh, wait but why wait but why is the name of the blog 
Wait, but why? <laughs> Tell me why this podcast is called Wait But Why. So there's a blog called Wait But Why, not the a podcast. Podcast blog, my bad. Um, but on it, he does this big long um, article uh, detailing Elon Musk, and he got to interview Elon Musk oh. for it as well. Wow! And and so um, like it was a it was a blog interview. Like he just typed it. It was like classic like Q and A situation. Yeah, exactly. Oh, cool. And and so in it, um, one of the topics that he discussed. Um, with him is the idea of consciousness, and um, I think that plays very well into what we were talking about in the AI discussion. Consciousness. Tell me. Tell me more. Yeah, so here, just let me read this excerpt I, I copied down into Evernote. Cool. Um, so he actually disagreed with Elon Musk on the topic of, of consciousness, and I think, I think uh, this oh, kind wow. of describes how we were talking about artificial intelligence um, and and kind of that difference between um, whether or not something is conscious and how that works, mm. and so ooh, um, interesting. Uh, so so that's with it, yeah, yeah. So so the wait but why guy, um, he wrote. Uh, th- this is him talking. I think consciousness. I, I think of consciousness as a smooth spectrum. To me, what we experience as consciousness is just what it feels like to be human level intelligent. We're smarter and more conscious than an ape who is more conscious than a chicken, etc. And an alien much smarter than us uh, would be to us what we are to an ape and an ape is to a chicken. Interesting. Um, and so he talked about this and um, Musk seemed to have a different view of consciousness oh so he so he's the wait but why guy said his first his view of consciousness first right so that, that that's what, what sparked this what's the context for the consciousness situation is just a topic that they discussed while they were like hanging what is out consciousness was that the question or something mm-hmm. like that yeah okay and um so musk uh is more convinced that consciousness is more of like a switch like a switch being flipped that that like oh yeah i mean i okay yeah keep going um he, he said, Musk seemed convinced that human level consciousness is a black and white thing that's like a switch that flips on at some point in the evolutionary process and that no other animal shares. Um, so, 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 like, some at some point in the evolutionary process, humans became conscious uh, and, and they are conscious and other things are not conscious. Ooh, that's, that's a question that I typed into my notes one day. I was wondering... Like when in the evolutionary process did humans develop like a soul? You know what I mean? A soul, sometimes known as consciousness or whatever. You know, right? What I mean? that, that's essentially what we're discussing in, in that whole a- AI. Topic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We were talking a lot about that soul stuff, but that that just reminds me of like the, when when you said uh, the switch situation. I keep saying situation. Weird. Um, <laughs> when like the switch thing, uh, like. When when did humans? That's just a question that I had. Like, yeah, when did humans? You know, assuming that like the evolutionary process is like real. You know what I mean? Like, humans would have had to have gone from like you know mindless consciousnessless consciousnessless. <laughs> uh, that's yeah, that's a word now. Um, uh, to being conscious. Yeah, to being conscious. Yeah, right. So like, 
what what did that look like? When how did that happen? Right, and, and awareness I, of self situation, like stuff like that. And I I do tend to think of it more of more of being a switch, like human ancestors weren't conscious, weren't conscious, weren't conscious, and then a switch flips, and now humans are conscious. Yeah, I like. I wonder if it was a slow thing where, or, or like the first dude who like was like, or it was probably a, you know, it was probably a lady <laughs> who was just like, oh, wow, that's, that's my, my relation to that thing. I, you know, I mean like animals understand their relation to other things, but like what is my relation to myself? That's probably what, what consciousness would be like. Sure. Like, uh, oh, I, f- I felt that way yesterday. You know, or something like that. Like, oh, wow, interesting. I, I'm feeling these feelings now. I don't know if it was like, like I, I have had situations where I'm like, oh, I am now awake to a thing. But I wonder, it, it may, I, you know, like what did that look like for a human ancestor? Yeah, just that, just that switch. Like, what kind of like awakening? That I surely that had to have like, maybe there was a whole era. Where people were like discovering their own consciousness. That that's an that's a prehistoric era, you know. Um, that's that's spanning the course of I don't want to be crazy, but like a million years. Is that weird? Well, I don't know. I don't know. I know. No, we totally have no idea. But just like kind of like how the great awake, like the awakening of like what year? When was that? Like the Renaissance and stuff like, or you know what I mean? How there's like eras where people are like. Wow, this is a this is a whole human civilization, like a significant shift in thinking, humanity, and gr- yeah. it's a growth. It's like an evolution of thought. You're like, it's like okay, so now we view all humans as equal. That's a big thing, right? We all we we do not we no longer revolve around, or the the solar system does not revolve around us. That changes thinking big time. Stuff like the, the solar us not being the center of the universe. Earth? Yeah, I mean, um, I mean th- that story where we're, we're kind of fed as like one renegade person discovered this, yeah, but I mean, and, and the, just went the, up against the rest of society. But you know, that's not really how that well, the played con- out. The, at the, least the like evidence the heliocentric, provided, and stuff. like the heliocentricness of the of the universe, or not the universe of our solar system. Um, you know that that wasn't. You know, purely Copernicus standing right. against. It's not purely the guy that it's like the single guy that it's accredited to, but like as as so it was like an era though. You know, it was like over the course of like two hundred years or something like that, where people are like, where just ideologies are are shifting to become more true. Mm. You know, like people are now like like that had to have changed people's views of life on Earth, like. We're not the center of the we're not the center of the solar system. It, it's not like a huge drastic shift, but it would be like, okay, so um, it's bigger. It's bigger than us. We're part of something. We're you know we're not we're not the center. I mean, you you would grow in your like appreciation of that fact as you grew in like awareness and consciousness. But like at the very least, you'd be like, wow, I am not as as like center central to this whole thing that's happening. Hmm. Maybe, maybe like on a cosmological like scale, does that, do you think that shifts people's everyday thinking? 
Yeah, I, th- I mean, like I, 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 I think we're receiving new information all the time, and um, over time, you know, true information uh, survives over time. But I don't think that necessarily new information presented in the time that it's presented in uh, changes beliefs in that time. So, so like over time, like we, it's easy for us to look back and be like, wow, that was a really significant point in history where uh, ideologies that changed. That was just regular life for everybody though. Right, but but the day to day life of the people living in that time probably weren't very affected at all by it. True, we are. And, and, we are greatly affected. Right, and, and so knowing it, so it's it's you know it's the reason we study history. It's it's being able to look at those past events and realize their significance in hindsight is what gives them significance. It's not usually the events taking place in real time. Um, that really brings them to full significance. It's it's like the body of work and the body of scientific discovery, and um, you know philosophical inquest and uh, religious yeah. thought. All of these things combined over time um, that really bring about about those broad changes in in thinking yeah. for humanity wow. and, and e- any one of them individually in their time. Um, May, may have certain effects on society, um, but I don't think those full effects are really, you know, considered until well after right. the fact. Some a microcosm of that would be uh, music and how how music has changed drastically over just the past like fifty years. Like we and we've seen we've seen shifts in music and in influences. People are getting influenced, especially lately. Like. You're seeing so many, so many like, like brand like brand new bands that are influ- heavily influenced by bands of like three years ago. Well, I I I, th- I think those those type of shifts are made more possible by the way technology has continued continued to change over the last hundred fifty years. Oh yeah, it's compounding. The, yeah, yeah, and and so it's like those changes that we're seeing in the way that things are readily available to people to build upon uh, now because of the internet and, and because of the way the music industry has changed over time and because of um, really people's ability to interact with uh, content that they like specifically and that specifically speaks to them uh, in a way that they weren't able to interact with it. Like even if that music existed before, there'd be no way for people to find that music, and so the market wasn't there. But market right. markets have changed for music. To so the create so yeah, as a result, the creative evolution, you know, of like of like this thing called music, just like it, it, it's on a fast track to new like new colors are being created, new sounds are are springing up because it's just. Like, it, like eras are smaller now, and I think they're getting smaller. There may be a, I don't, you know, of course. I don't like know. I don't. That's that's sight. something that that um, sociologists always like like to say. Like, if if you look at like the the size 
in years of like generations, they seem to get smaller and smaller and smaller through the 19th century up till now. And Oh, like Generation X and stuff like that is what you're talking about? Yeah, like Greatest Generation, Boomers, X, uh, Millennial, and, and like whatever post-Millennial is. Well, the studies that, have been only recent on stuff like that. Right, but but that, that's what I'm saying. Like it feels like all of this – like all of this stuff is – changing so rapidly and it's so different today than it was 10 years ago yeah interesting but i think 200 years from now they'll look at yes all of this as just one giant they'll they'll look at this as like this is the music generation or no just no just just, something like that just one giant 150 year period where things are changing and and the I i think the reality is that like the the there's probably been times like that throughout all of human history where it where if you were to ask them how it was 50 years ago they'd be like man it's freaking mind-blowing it's so different now than it was 50 years ago yeah and and now we look back at that and we're like oh yeah the egyptians well the egyptians were like thousands and thousands of years yeah true yeah they they had their own we're just like oh yeah the egyptians and pyramids and stuff but like no many things happened during that period of time that we don't even recognize as well now we we can record a lot of those things that like egyptians only had like hieroglyphs and maybe some historians to to speak on but but we don't we don't recognize like each individual right. subsequent small change as as these significant things and how that changed this and how that changed this we oh, just true. we just yeah, look yeah. at the scope over time and and i think in a lot of ways we do ourselves a disservice trying to break it up and think of it as these small, minute ten to twenty year segments oh, of like pe- so people. Much, people in these twenty years are are so different from people in these twenty years. Where I think one hundred and fifty years from now, you're going to be like, hey, people back in, in that hundred in, in that hundred year span were pretty pretty similar. Like yeah, post post World War Two. But think about that, like. Even in our little hundred years that we've, you know, the the twentieth century, like, ev- like so much mattered. But okay, how but, crazy but is that? Like tech, yeah, yeah, so much mattered to us. How yeah, much? Right, how much exactly. is going to matter to the world at large in a hundred years? That right, matters right. to us. I'm just thinking, like, as along the lines of like every individual matters. You know, like, but but e- each war that Greece fought. Mad was, was so significant to Greece, and and it was just like this wealth of information happening all the time. But we look back at it and we're like, oh yeah, Greece fought a bunch of wars. Yeah, yeah, for real. And, and it just gets summed up into that. Yeah. And, and they're like, no, but you don't realize this war right. was like this, and this war was like this, and this was accomplishing that, and this expanded the empire that way. Yeah, and then there's interesting. Great in the Greco-Prussian Wars, and it's great like, point. Wow. like if if you're a big you know history buff, you you go, oh man, this is so fascinating. But uh, and to them, it was really fascinating. Well, to them, is their life. It was like, their life. It was yeah. their lives. And, I mean, and if they were like me, they would be like, "This is so interesting and fascinating." You know? but, but like, we we feel like it's so different now. But really, how different is life today? Technology aside, technology is a huge, significant thing. And that 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 like the invention of the internet, I think, might be the like most significant thing. Like, like wow. that might be the dividing point. It might yeah. be like World War Two. Internet is available to everybody, and then everything in between that is very similar. Yeah, I and, mean, on, like on a macro level, right? Everything is so just like lumps together because it's like, yeah, people's 
people's yeah a little bit of ideas changed Be- because it like it, it it feels like it feels like things are really different day to day now but uh from from 50 years ago but 50 years ago they're in the height of the cold war and they're like living in this paranoid par- paranoid society where um you know the, the red scare is happening and everybody's afraid of what's the red scare uh, that, that that's when they, you know, McCarthyism, they were afraid that, that communisms were, communism was infiltrating the society and that, um, oh, wow. uh, that, that they literally had trials. Like if you were com- communist, you were like sent to prison, like wow. it, it wasn't allowed. And, wow. and, and so there, there's like that whole dynamic of like living in fear. And how's that different from today with terrorism? Like, like we've basically been living in that extended since world war ii wow yeah and and it hasn't really changed there was like uh like a five-year period there after the wall fell and before terrorism yeah before terrorism was the hot topic interesting that's some perspective yeah yeah i mean well and and that's what i'm saying it's like you the baby boomer generation is like shaped by post-world war ii and and shaped by um living under the threat of of nuclear war with with the ussr but in a lot of ways that's kind of what we're dealing with now is the same type of mentalities and 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 it extends to uh something we we saw earlier today which is you know Something we see all the time is a pickup truck with a flagpole in the back of it, the American flag being like uber patriotic as they drive down the road, flapping in the wind. I mean, that's not as cringy as as a lot of them. And 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 all of the bumper stickers that say like "F ISIS" and like yeah, um, like kill Muslims and yeah, it's like wow, what that's fear. That's right. It's just like fear emblematic of of living just in this perennial state of fear yeah of of the other and the unknown and not knowing how to deal with people it. are like joining together like bat, like um teaming up like and and they find some sort of some sense of like joy in that but really it's all steered by fear but they're but they're only seeing the joy of the camaraderie and the patriotism of of yeah, go America. That is so short lived, though. Like, as far, or not maybe not short lived, but just so minute in the grand scale of things that actually matter. Yeah, and I, I was that, that's what made me think like, like knowing that all of like that like however many years Egypt was a thing, like that just got kind of gets lumped into like yeah the Egyptian time. Um, I feel like it really helps us reflect, you know, because. To them, life every decade had its own unique significance, and everything, every every each small, pharaoh, huh? Each pharaoh that they lived under, yeah, with the, had his, the their pharaoh's own vibe, own vibe and, yeah. and rules, and and the way that it gov- the pharaoh governed their. But it people. really, it really shows you, like knowing that that even though everything mattered to them at that moment, they're still getting lumped into like all of Egypt or whatever. It's like it really shows me like oh what what really matters right now what really matters because i could be saying yeah like the music uh yeah or like or like the the styles or you know like like the media that like the internet is a pretty huge deal as far as awareness goes yeah but it still prompts me to ask like so what really matters about what's happening 
what really, really matters. Yeah, I, I think I think that's job. that's an important way to talk talk about and think about it. And I don't think enough people think about it uh, in those in those terms. Yeah. You know? And I, I think if if sociologists existed um, back in the Egyptian times, they would have no um, qualms about spending thousands of years dividing people into generations. But I think when you look back, you just see over the scope of time, like people have just kind of trended, you know, it, like in these long, long arcs. And mm -hmm. and the reality is like two generations side by side are probably very, very similar, much more similar than, than the way we end up describing them. Cause we're like, Oh, the, the boomers, they were, you know, crazy in the sixties and free love. And, uh, and then the, uh, you know the the Gen Xers they they were like the the rebellious like uh, in a different in a different way but like like moving away from the like what their their parents valued and then with their own children they became like super helicoptery parents and wanted to control their 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 kids' lives in a much more um, yeah you a know, lot of intensive way than than their parents and and. You know, I, I think if you look at it like o over the scope of time, you're gonna you're gonna see you know 100 years removed. Okay, well, parents they all you, had a similar they, yeah they were they were they were way more similar in that period of time than they were you know 100 years prior or 100 years after. Right. Wow. Yeah. When we're when we have families and stuff, I'm interested to see what our dynamic is with I don't know when it comes to like. I don't know. You know, you, like we're now we have the internet. We've had the internet. We're very familiar with the internet, and that has increased our awareness of life and things. And I'd like to see how that is reflected in our parenting, in our you know, in our grandparenting, all that stuff. Like, yeah, that's gonna be so interesting. I w I will say one thing. I think shapes, um, you know, shapes. Uh, our generation more than previous ones mm -hmm. is because of the access to internet. Uh, I, I think you can see this in like the political climate is I, I think the access to so much information and be able, being able to saturate um, the information that, that you receive to saturate yourself with uh, ideas and views that you agree with. As opposed to dissenting views, um, I, I, I think our generation is very strongly polarized in a way that other generations maybe weren't. So, so where where oh, it seems like a lot of generations were more, um, you, you know, how oh man, I, I'm talking myself out of it as I'm even saying it, um, because that's that's. You know, not necessarily the case that other generations weren't polarized on ideas and ideologies. Right. I mean, like, but, but it seems it seems like um, the access to other people who think the same way that you do um, pushes people even further to the right and left of ideologies. And, yeah. And I think I, I think that that's that's kind of what we're seeing right now in the election cycle is. 
is the far far right and far left ideologies being but but that's not really well i feel like See, humanity I'm, has yeah. been like pretty dualistic at large with a lot of thinking and just just like in i mean i can't really speak for like ancient history stuff but at least like a lot of directions we take things in the past like 2 or 300 years like there's there are two sides and both sides feel like they have to be very very opposed to the other side mm-hmm. and people are bound to their their little squad that they've created that is like you saw in the civil war you see it in our party system you saw it you see it in in us or them stuff with like countries that like terrorists have come from like yeah like all of like just like yeah the obvious dichotomy well yeah and i don't i don't know why we always want to paint it in a duality a dichotomy because the reality is that that's not an accurate representation of people at large exactly but it, it's something so safe and secure to each side each side's mm. like oh i have a bunch of people that agree with me and i am not alone and right. we find so much security in our team uh, us versus them is yeah. secure because you know who we are and you know who they are. Yeah, absolutely. But if like if we were in a politi- political system where there was eight candidates running all the time, every time, it isn't as us versus them. Yeah, we just there are so many things that if we just if we just change our thinking in this area or change the system in this area, then like our just our thinking at large will be a lot more Oh, there's a spectrum. There's there's people are so complex, so ridiculously complex. People have put painted themselves into like simplicity with with uh dualities. Like they're like I am reducing myself. I'm choosing to because it's safe and it feels good. I'm choosing to reduce myself to a side. Mm. It's just yeah, it's just sad. I mean, but I mean it's just the way things are. It's just like, you know, we can we can do our part to to, we can we we think differently. You and I, you know. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I I I hope that was all coherent. Yeah, I, yeah. I know. <laughs> we were like we we weren't prepared at all to to. I know. Go it's, off it's in this direction. One. That was but, that was really interesting. But yeah, um, I guess that's it for follow up. And oh, follow up. <laughs> oh yeah, that's where we are. Uh, yeah. Uh, why don't why don't you yep. uh tell us about your coaster? Okay. Yep. Oh my gosh, yes. What would this episode be without our coasters? My coaster today is The Page Master. This movie. Okay, Macaulay Culkin, Christopher Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd! He's the librarian, I think. Yep, mm, he's the librarian. Yep, yep. Dude, this does, movie... Does he voice one of the books? Oh, yeah. I th- I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure he does. One of the, yeah, for sure. Um, my I have some pretty, some pretty early... Memories of this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the Page Master was the first movie in my memory that was like traumatizing. You, like the scene, like there's a lot of stuff in it that's like, oh my gosh, I have lost all hope as a child. Because like when I mean, of course, there's a happy ending and whatnot because it's a kids movie, of course. But yeah. Macaulay Culkin in the library is getting chased by this like animated slime that's. That's uh, chrome, multi multicolored or whatever. It's just like chasing after him through this library, and it's like it's a it's like a 
a wave. It's like a flood. And it's like pursuing him as though it's trying to consume him. It was just such a he it's such a huge thing for a child of like four, however old I was when I saw this, to wrap their mind. I'm like, oh my goodness, Macaulay Culkin is trapped. He is terrified, running for his life. He ends he ends up getting consumed by the sludge and, and, and going into cartoon land. Right. And there's some scary stuff in cartoon land too. There's uh the Jekyll and Hyde thing, the oh, horror yeah. guy. Oh, man. That that little character, that little book is so cute. He's like actually really scared, but he's like a horror book. Yep. But uh he's yeah, like scared his, of whole, his own pages. Huh? He's scared of his own pages. Yeah, he's scared of, that's so interesting and so like hmm, that means something. But uh, the Jekyll and Hyde story in that in that movie, there's like a little section where they're in horror land or whatever, and Doctor Jekyll is like showing them around, and then he drinks his potion or whatever, and he's like, they're like Doctor Jekyll, what's what's up? He's like, no, it's Mister Hyde, and he like turns around as this monster, and he's like just like wreaking havoc, and it's, it's terrifying. It's like this inescapable terror. I've just always been a real sensitive soul to <laughs> scary stuff. I'm a little bit I've I'm a little bit less so now, but yeah, that movie. Mm. Scary. Yeah. As a kid, I love it now. Yeah. What's your coaster? Uh, my coaster is Flatliners. Have you ever seen Flatliners? Yeah, I saw it with you. We, okay, uh, you know, I, like, you I probably showed it to you. Yeah. Um so I remember, so we had a Netflix subscription, like, like pretty early on. I watched, um, you and your family or yeah, mm-hmm. you did, you, you got like DVDs and stuff. Yep. In the mail. We got DVDs in the mail. I watched, um, like the first like three seasons of 24, um, by mail. Wow. I'd, I'd get it in the mail and I'd binge it and then I'd send it back the next day. Yeah. I think they do still send movies, um, by mail. Um, wow. I, I think probably significantly less. Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, than when it first came out, people are just waiting for whatever's new on the on stream. Yeah. Um, so uh, I remember when Netflix first started streaming stuff. I don't even know how I found out about it, but it was my senior year, and I was like working high school. I think it was my senior year. It may have been. Oh, it may have been my junior year actually. That was two thousand uh, eight. Eight. Oh wow. Okay. Seven or eight. Cool. Wow. That was pretty recent. Dude, time time is <laughs> – technology is just like rapidly growing. We were just talking about that. Okay. Keep going. But I was working on a project and um, I like was looking at Netflix to just like order another movie I guess and I saw something about like watch online. I was like, holy crap. That's a thing. And, wow. and so I was just like, pick a movie, pick a movie, pick a movie. And I picked a movie called The Sphere. That was the first movie I, I had ever seen. That's on, like an Earth movie, right? On like, uh, Netflix. So it is uh, – oh, it, it was like terrifying and beautiful like when I first saw it. Wow. And it's it's got Samuel L. Jackson and probably some other people in it. I just can't really remember. He's and, in every movie. And um, – they're like an underwater research team um, that are like examining this like sphere that fell from outer space. And it's like this ball like sitting on the floor of the ocean. And it's like massive. Wow. How big? I don't know. Big. Like big enough to like hold things inside of it. 
yeah. like the size of a an aircraft or like bigger or Way like bigger? a shopping mall like the size of a shopping oh, wow. mall like a giant sphere oh wow like a little village or something yeah and so um it it turns out that it like uh can read your mind and like create like your worst fear <gasps> And, like, one of them is reading 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea and, like, a giant squid, like, attacks their, like, vessel. It, wow. It is, like, freaky. It's so freaky. Wow. Anyway, I watched that and I was like, oh, man, that's really good. And so I was, like, looking at uh, what else was on there. And um, I asked my dad, I was like, like, what what should I watch that's on here? And he, like, looked and saw Flatliners. He's like, you should watch Flatliners. Wow. It's so good. Your dad, it's it's pretty hit or miss when it comes to movies he suggests, right? We we were we, – we, were uh, we were like held captive to a couple movies that he, that were his idea. One of which was awesome. One of which one. was awesome, and the other one, the other one it was like wah, wah. yeah. So th- one one of them was um, oh, what's that movie called? It was the one with the kid who like, yeah, it's, was, it, it's it fascinated vice? with Italian culture. Oh, uh, 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 uh. Hold on, okay, hold on, I'll find it. While Justin is looking that up, a um, couple things. I, uh, something I learned about a long time ago, not a long time ago, like a month or two ago. Nope. Three months ago, probably now. A little thing called spiral dynamics. Uh, (laughs) it's so interesting. It's, it's, uh, just in short, it is a grand model of psychological evolution. I'm going to leave you with that. Just, uh, do what you, do what you want with it. Look that up. It's so interesting. Christian, what are you talking about? Spiral dynamics, man. No, 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 no. We're not going to talk about spiral uh, dynamics. Yes, okay, 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 okay. Okay, so... Look up the rest. Okay, I can't Back to your that. coaster. We were talking about the movie that your... The movies that your dad has suggested, like Flatliners was one of them. That's your coaster. But, <laughs> yeah, back to my coaster. But the movies that your dad has suggested, how I said they're hit or miss... He he roped us into no, a most couple of the time movies. they're they're a hit, but th- but in this particular most instance, of the time they're a hit. Oh yeah, oh my awesome. dad's got great taste in movies. Oh sweet, but yeah. in this particular instance, um, so there was two movies from his childhood that he remembered. One of them is called Breaking Away, and that one has a young Dennis Quaid in it. Uh, he's like the supporting like actor, eighteen or nineteen, or mm-hmm. something. and um, that one was really good. Like really good. I was. I was very impressed it was by so that movie. It was so fun. It, it actually, I looked it up afterwards. It won, won the Oscar for Best Writing that year. Wow. It, it was such a fun movie. Yeah. Um, it's about a kid growing up in Bloomington, Indiana, um, that just wants to be a cyclist on the Italian national team. And, like, nobody really understands him. Yeah. And he's just graduating high school, and that's all he wants to do with his life. Fascinated so, with Italian culture. Yeah, and and – Oh man, it was just great. I loved that movie. The other one, I cannot, for the life of me, remember. I can't find it. It's something about a sky or the blood sky it's or the so red sky. Old. It was such an old movie, and, and it was like never remastered because it was such a bad movie. <laughs> yeah, and we had and, to find like some ancient YouTube like stream or like yeah, you know. and it exists. And I watched it. And I looked through my history for like the last year on YouTube just now trying to find it and i can't find it i can't i can't did we find it on youtube like ultimately originally we rented it on amazon and i can't find the rental on amazon oh wow um well i don't think we rented on amazon because remember like the quality was really no we did rent it on amazon the quality was really bad huh we rented it on amazon yeah 
Wow. Um, so that that one was significantly worse. Well, granted, we didn't give it a chance, but also, come on. Didn't this- give it a chance. We watched the whole thing. No, we didn't. I didn't. Oh, you didn't. Yeah, that's right. We started it, but then we didn't we didn't watch it because it wasn't downloading because it was taking forever. Yeah, there was something wrong. Um yeah, we ended up like I came home on a Sunday night and my parents and my whole family under was like under the was, something sky? Yeah, under the something sky or beyond the something sky oh, or Oh yeah. Um just imagine like like Little House on the Prairie shows if you have even like in in like yeah. the daughter gets kidnapped by the Indian tribe and the son like goes and rescues her basically is the story but like the writing wasn't good the acting wasn't good yeah. okay yeah well and that was just an example of one of the few misses <laughs> yeah <laughs> whatever yeah yeah one of the few misses and um, but Flatirons. Uh, fl- Flatliners, oh yeah, <laughs> um, was definitely a hit. It's Kiefer Sutherland, Kevin Bacon, Julia Roberts, uh, William Baldwin, the other Baldwin brother. Oh yeah, <laughs> how many brothers are there? Like At four? least three. At least three. <laughs> Probably four. Wow. And um, yeah, so it's it's about these um, uh, like doctors or med- I think they're medical, medical students. students. Yeah. And they're they're trying to figure out is there anything after death, and so they decide to take turns um, stopping each other's hearts, and 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 it becomes like a little bit of a contest of who can who's be willing to stay dead longer to push the limits before being revived. Yeah, wow. And and like old traumas from their past come back to like haunt them a little bit, and yeah. It's 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 freaky. It's good. It's really good. Very I really liked it. Like, I wonder if that was how cl- how close in uh, time was that to like the release of Donnie Darko? You know, I feel like it was kind of vi- like interesting, I, weird, I think, interdimensional. I think vibes this was like in the that. '80s, and Donnie Darko was in like the '90s, probably like ten years, twelve years, oh, something okay, like that. Okay, you know what I mean, though. Like, how I, do you see my like where I draw a connection? Yeah, it's got um, definitely a Donnie Darko vibe, like. Like the the things that the people can see, like only they can see. Yeah, and, and very like like interdimensional. Yeah, yeah, existence. Yeah, definitely. So, yep, that's my coaster. Tight. Yeah. Uh, so, into the topic we alluded to earlier, we haven't recorded in a week, and uh, that was because I was out of town. I was in yeah. California, and um, I. Didn't tell you much about that trip. I know. You I were saved saving it for, for this, weren't you? Huh? You were saving it for this. Yes, I was saving it for this. Yes. So, yeah, I went to Pasadena, California to visit um, a friend of mine, um, two friends of mine, Jalen and his wife, Gina. And It was for his graduation, right? Uh, kind of pre-graduation and post-birthday. Uh, is From? It? Uh, Fuller Theological Seminary. Tight. So Ma- Master Divinity um, from one of the most prestigious seminaries in the country. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who's who graduated from Fuller that you know of? Uh, Rob Bell has. Um, wow. uh, oh, James McDonald, maybe? Did uh, uh, the pastor of Flatirons? No. No. Um, maybe... 
Rick Warren. I was telling my mom about this, like how you went there for like, like this this whole situation, and I was like, Fuller is a pretty like legit school. Like, yeah, big names have graduated from there. Well, so less names that we would recognize, um, more high church denomination. Mm, okay. Um, yeah, that 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 it, it's interdenominational, but um, it it seems like more high church denominations, um, particularly because high church denominations uh, seem to put a bigger premium on, on education. Oh yeah, than like non-denominational wow. evangelical. Yep, Church of Christ churches. Yep, wow. and and so um, yeah, Jalen is graduating uh, later this quarter in fuller and so i've got a couple of stories and i'll just yes i'm excited i saw your snapchat like throughout the whole trip you were that you were gone from wednesday of last week to saturday last night to last night you got here last night yep oh cool i thought you got here this morning no i yeah i got here last night did you get to did you go to work work this morning uh yeah cool yeah so um i um i flew via airplane of and, course what airline uh, southwest okay cool. and no, uh, no, it was like 120 no bucks round trip is really cheap awesome and uh how much money round trip 120 bucks oh my gosh that's yeah. crazy that's awesome hour flight i don't know if i've spent less than 300 on a flight i mean i've been going from here to like kansas city but still come on yeah yeah no it's a, it a really cheap fare and i flew into ontario which is closer to pasadena than lax Wow. Um, and so I've never been to the Ontario airport, but now I've been twice. So Fuller is in Northern California. Pasadena. Uh, what is- Northern LA area. Like kind of, like the North Inland area, LA area. But, but Ontario was closer to it than LAX? Not, not on- yeah, Ontario, California. Oh, I was thinking Ontario, Canada. Where's <laughs> Ontario, Canada? In Canada, significantly further away. I, I was from thinking LA. like super North California. I just, I don't know geography, so like Pasadena. I was like, oh yeah, so like really north. Yeah, no, no, mm-hmm. yeah, Ontario, Cal- California. It's like that's probably really it's sad. like thirty minutes from Pasadena, um, depending on traffic, which means it's probably like forty five minutes from Pasadena. Okay, so much closer <laughs> than LAX. I got you. Yeah, yeah, because you don't have to fight all of the main LA traffic and all of the people at LAX because I'll. LAX is always super busy and crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you could have seen Jay Z though at LAX. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I could have. Um, I did, uh, see Tony Hale at, um, Fuller. Tony Hale. Tony. Oh, from Arrested Development? Yeah. Buster. Yes. Yeah. He, uh, Buster. hangs, hangs out at Fuller. So, oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah, he like works from there during the week when he's not like busy doing stuff. He works from there. Yeah, like on his computer, he works in the coffee shop there. What does at he Fuller. do? He's an actor. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I knew that, but I mean, I was just wondering <laughs> like if he has like something that he like does big computer. I don't know. Maybe work. he's writing stuff or checking emails, writing Sick. stuff back to people. So, yeah, wow, but he he'll he'll hang out there and. And work from there. That's so cool. So that is so cool. We, we, Jalen, we were just talking about him, and uh, we're sitting on a bench, kind of outside of the main student area, and uh, and uh, and the guy walks by, and me and Jalen are talking, and Jalen like looks over my shoulder. He's like, "Oh, that was Tony Hale right there. He just walked in." And I like look over. I'm like, "Oh, wow, sweet. That's yep. cool. That's Tony Hale. Wow, <laughs> yeah." Um, 
so, uh, yeah, so I flew into Ontario and this is my big plan. This is part of my big adventure of going to California. I was like, uh, I'm going to set some money aside and I'm going to try Uber finally for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. I see that in the notes, Justin's Uber story. I'm like, what is that? I want to know. Yeah. So, um, so I arrive in Ontario and I step out onto the curb and I pull up my Uber app, which I set up beforehand because I was like, I'm going to be prepared. I'm going to have this set up and we'll have this ready. So you didn't have a ride. This was a surprise for Jalen. Uh, it was originally a surprise. The surprise got blown because we had to make sure Jalen's school schedule was free oh, for the yeah. time that I was there. But it, what, do you know his reaction when he found out? Excited? Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> it was, but it wasn't like... Disappointed. <laughs> yes. Um, no, yeah, he's excited. And and so um but I told him I was like I was like I'll just Uber from the airport. It'll be it'll be fun. Uh I've always wanted to Uber, so I'll just yeah. Uber from the airport. So I walk out onto the curb, get my Uber app, uh open it up, uh and set my location and set my destination and it comes up failed. I'm like Okay, that's weird. And no. I, so I tried again, it comes up failed. I tried again, comes up failed. I'm like, what in the world is going on? So I quit the Uber app, open it back up, tried again, failed. I shut down my phone, turn it back on, tried again, failed. I'm like, okay, so, it's, so there's something it's wrong with, with with my Uber app. Um, you know what what's going on? And so I start researching it on my phone, and uh, I, I start reading like the different reasons why a location fails. And it turns out uh, you can't Uber from the Ontario airport. Wow. Because the L.A. area airports have, like, deals with different taxi companies. And so they made it, like, illegal to Uber from the airport. Wow. I remember seeing this on a snap that you sent. You said apparently Uber doesn't. It was a, it was on your story. Apparently, Uber no, doesn't. it wasn't on my story. I just sent it to you. Oh, you just sent it to me. Oh, yeah, yeah okay, okay, yeah. Um, that's right. That's funny. I forgot. I sent you sent said that apparently to you. Uber doesn't like pick up at pick up O and T or something. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, oh, why? Yeah, and so uh, that that was just a teaser for the story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and so I was like, okay, what to do? What to do? What to do? Because I really want to try Uber. Like that's like. A main thing that I'm planning yeah, on doing like on my trip here. I just so interesting. You've done it twice. Yeah, uh, oh, two or three times. You're gonna have to tell me about those experiences. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know you had tried it before, and um, so I was like looking up, like, where am I even at? Like, what's near me? And I saw there's a Starbucks like a mile away. I'm like, okay, I could I could walk there. I don't know if there's really a sidewalk away for me to like just walk with my backpack. Right to the Starbucks. And so I'm like, you you know what? I'll just go take a taxi to the Starbucks and take Uber from there because all I really want to do is try Uber. That's, I just, I just want to try it. Money is no object. I just want to see what it's like. Uh, So I'll pay a taxi to take me a little, little short way in. Oh, and I, I had estimated the fare from the um, airport to Jalen and Gina's apartment and the fare was some, you know, it gives you like a range because part of it is based on time. So it like estimates the mileage and then estimates the the fare based on time. And so the fare range is like from 30 to $45 somewhere oh, in there. Oh, okay. For like it, a 30 minute drive. Yeah. That's yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Probably. Maybe. 
And, and so I, I walk over to the taxi company. I'm like, hey, could you take me to the Starbucks on Holt and 2nd or whatever the street was? I had it memorized so that it would just be off the cuff. Mm-hmm. And um, the guy looks at me in the eyes and he's like, are you trying to Uber? He's like, I got, he got like an Eastern European accent. I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I've never tried it before. I just are you trying try to Uber? Who, who's this person? The, the taxi. The taxi guy. guy. Yeah, and he's like, we don't, we don't do that. We don't Uber. And he, he's like, where are you trying to go? Where are you trying to go? I'm like, Pasadena. He's like, $75. I'm like, uh, no. no. Like, I just, like, first of all. Take me to Starbucks. For, first of all, what do you care if, if I'm paying you $15 to drive me to Starbucks? What do you care? Like, yeah. like. Um, Very against Uber. Yeah, and so, but, but yeah, so they're obviously, like, trying to stop Uber. And, and he's like. He's like, no, 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 no. I'll, I'll, we'll take you to Pasadena, seventy-five dollars. I'm like, I'm not going to pay seventy-five dollars. Were you call- just talking like this? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'll just call my friend. He's like, okay, go call your friend. I think he was skeptical that I even knew anybody. Wow. <laughs> and so I wow. just, so I just called Jalen, Jalen and Gina. I was like, so, what are you guys doing right now? Do you want to come pick me up at the airport? Wait, what, did he end up taking you to the Starbucks? No, after his reaction, I wasn't even going to like try to persuade him, and I didn't. And I didn't trust him to not charge me an egregious amount of money to drive me a mile. Did you just get immediately out of the taxi? No, I, I didn't get into the taxi. He oh, was standing, you just like, talked to him the, through the window and said, take me to, take me to Starbucks? So no, I they all had their taxis like parked on the side, and he was like um, – they, they were all like standing there just waiting for people coming out of the airport. Right, okay. And um, – How did he get wind that you were trying to like Uber eventually? Be, because I was asking him to take me a really short distance. I'm sure. I'm sure people try try it all the time or something. Wow, interesting. Which, so two he things. Said he was like, "Are you trying to Uber?" Two things. Yeah, okay. two things are going on here. One, taxi companies freaking get on board with the times. You are. This is why you're a dying industry right here. Just be an Uber driver, man. Yeah. yeah this is why you're a dying industry right here. I'm willing to pay you a large sum of money to take 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 me a mile, and then you just drive back to the airport and pick up another fare. Yeah. Like. Why? Why is that not even an option for you? Like wow. I understand seventy five dollars is more than the what fifteen or whatever that I would be paying you, but that's not even an option for you. Um, yeah, uh, like see if I ever take a taxi again. Like yeah. And second of all, the price that you're charging to go the same distance is like possibly double the amount yes. of an Uber. Like, wow. like that's just ridiculous. So it's like, no, one, I'm not going to take your taxi because of the price. Two, what should you care where I'm asking to go? That's not your job to care where I'm asking wow. to go. Your job yep. is to take me where I ask you to go to. Yeah. So, so yeah, that was stupid and frustrating. And um, so I called Jalen and Gina and had them come pick me up. And um, before I get into some of the other stories from um, being in California um, – I did get to Uber at the at the end of the trip. I Ubered to the airport, which is acceptable. And I think the only reason it's acceptable to the airports is they don't have any control over where you come from. Right. They don't have any control over where you come from and who brings you to the airport. So, um, yeah. So I took a Uber to the airport and it was nice. It was, it was, it was fun. It was a lady named Nancy. She was a bus driver for 15 years. Wow. And, uh, 
took like six months off because she was sick of driving buses and but she really likes driving was it school bus or like yeah school buses for for school districts yeah you said school bus and so um she just she decided to start driving for uber and seems to really like it and so yeah that was a a good experience um yeah do do you want to um talk about your oh also um i used a promo code for first time uber and it was like $22 off of the entire trip. So wow, it was, it was actually cool. a pretty cheap Uber to for that distance and that amount of time. Yeah, wow. So, cool. Yeah, do you want to talk about your Uber experiences? Well, I've just had like nothing but awesome Uber Uber experiences. The the guys uh, – so I've only had male drivers. And the uh, each one was like handed me an auxiliary cord. Like, you guys want to play music? Yes! Oh, my gosh, yes, I'd love to play music. Um, so we would, um, I, like one of the times I was on my way to a bachelor party at Top Golf, which is like a driving range with a little spin added to it. Just kind of like little holes with points, whatever. Anyway, we Uber drove to that and Uber drove to that, whatever. Um, and the driver gave, uh, gave us the auxiliary cord. That's like pretty, pretty key. I'm like, Oh yeah. You're letting us storm, listen to our own music. That's like, an awesome perk. Yeah, for real. And he like got us water bottles. He's like, you guys want water? I was like, sure. So he oh, got like man. tiny water bottles out of his trunk. Like, thank you, sir. Taking great pride in your work. Man, you know? you see, let's see a taxi driver do either of those things. Like, yep. what? Heard that. Heard that. Wow. Um, also, uh, the the next time I was coming home from like a Halloween, like extravaganza party, we went to and from this Halloween extravaganza party thing, downtown Phoenix, and uh, the ride to and from was pleasant. Was very pleasant. We played played whatever music you know we wanted. It was like really fun. Anyway, Uber drivers, I feel like just it's just awesome. Yeah, the ones that I in my experience at least. I've only taken a taxi a couple of times. And every time it's been awkward and uncomfortable and expensive. And after taking Uber once, it's like, yep, I'm never taking a taxi again. Yeah. There's no reason to take a taxi when the experience is so much worse in a taxi and the cost is so much more. I don't know. I don't know how the taxi company will compete. Like obviously no. Unless they completely change with the times and change the way that they do business. And make and how to create apps that people can hail taxis easily, and I mean, no doubt people are like app like taxi companies are jumping on the app game, but like, good luck, you know, like Uber's. Sorry, sorry, you weren't with apps before Uber or the popular apps, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Cool, dang, that's an awesome Uber first first Uber experience. I mean, very interesting. Well, and from what I hear, like most people's Uber experiences are are like that. They're very good uh, experiences, especially when compared with taxis. Dang. Yeah, absolutely. You had both. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, that, that's like a half experience with the taxi there. Right. And but like you had enough. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had more than enough. Christian, did is your is your beard trimmed up? Yeah, yeah, um, much shorter than it used to be. Did we ever talk about my beard on this? I don't think we ever talked about your beard on this. Okay, well, it, okay, so for the past, uh, since December, so whatever, December, January, February, March, April, like 
four months, I had been growing out my beard and just to see, just to like, I didn't, I didn't, it's, it's whatever. Like I didn't have like any situations where I had to cut it short or anything like that, whatever. But, uh, but my grandpa one day, you know, so it was like pretty big after four months. My grandpa was like, cause I have dinner at their house every week. He was like, I have a, a trimmer for it. Like if you want to use it. And I was like, he was like for your beard or whatever. Like I have different lengths. And I was like, yeah, sure. Yeah. I'll was that like that right a now. passive aggressive, like you need to trim your beard? <laughs> yeah. Well, he has a beard too. And so like mm. he, like, like I, I asked him, I was like, do you, what do you do to like maintain your beard? And he's like, oh, nothing. You know? So I was just mm-hmm. like, so we've like talked about our beards before, you know? So interesting. So interesting. Like the guys, a guy's thing with his beard, like girls have tons of things that, that are like theirs or whatever, you know, but like guys, when it comes to beards, it's like, it's, it's not like it's an identifier. It's not, I mean, it is kind of, it can be an identifier for other people, but like, it's not like I am my beard, but it's just like a, this is a thing that I is growing on my face. I, I like want to learn how to maintain it or whatever. You right. know what I mean? Right. So I look presentable. Um, anyway, like one, so this along the lines of like my grandpa being like, so you have a beard and that's a reality. So this is stuff. This is stuff having to do with your beard. So he showed me the trimmer and I was like, yeah, let's do that right now. I've been wanting to trim my beard for a while. Yeah. And so took it out back, uh, put the biggest, you know, put the biggest little like adjuster on the, on the thing. It was like a one or whatever, you know, like the, what is the big, the big thing? Uh, I, not a one. It would be like a five or something. no, I think it it goes mm-hmm. lowest number. Oh no, yeah, you're right. Yeah, it was, it was be, a big one. It would leave it'd, it'd like be a it was, big it was number. Huh? Yeah, it'd be a big number. Okay, so like it was it was at least one that would like leave an inch or so. You know, so I like took it to my beard. I I uh, trimmed up, trimmed up. You know, like trying to make everything even. And before I knew it, at the end, I was like, wow. He he. My grandpa even like had a mirror out there, like. So cool, like so clutch. My grandpa's like always, like so prepared, like so cool and prepared, and just you know stuff like that. So you have the mirror out there and everything. So with, with the mirror had lights too, so I could like do have a little like a whole barbershop setup, huh? A whole barbershop setup. Yeah, for real. And so did that before I knew it. My beard was like super short. It was like much shorter than it was like half the length that it was. But I was like, hmm, I like it. It's yeah. cool. It looks yeah. cool. I mean, for a second, I was like, oh, my gosh, my beard is gone. But, like, <laughs> when I got over that, I was like, huh, okay, my beard is just shorter. And it's just now Now it's, like, now it's probably, like, half inch. Yeah. But it. But then it was probably, like, two-thirds. No, one, yeah, two-thirds of an inch. No, what, no, 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 one-third of an inch. I don't know, whatever. Um, it was shorter than it is yeah. now. Yeah, well, anyway, it looks good. Just Thanks. knows it. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Interesting. Um, so the other main story that I wanted to talk about is um, the, our, our encounter with a homeless guy. Oh, yeah, in California. Yeah. yeah. So we went to um, the beach. We went to Venice Beach. and um, Venice Beach, that's the one with the like, bodybuilders and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's got like the big uh, workout area, like yeah. a gymnastics area. Um it's got a lot of people playing like mini tennis. It's like miniature tennis courts. Interesting. And they play with like special rackets. Shorter nets. Um, yeah, yeah. Smaller sh- distances. Shorter nets, shorter distances, and the the rackets are 
uh, different rackets, so they're specifically designed not to hit it as far. And um, interesting, like literally every court was f- was filled. What was the, this? This was like a called? Thursday during the day. It was when it was on a Thursday during the day. Wow! And and, and every every single court was filled. And, and what is this sport called? I don't know. I called it mini tennis. It mini was kind tennis. of it was kind of like pickleball. If you if you've seen people play pickleball, but it was with a tennis ball, and, and it w- wasn't with a solid packet or racket. Is with a racket that had oh. like rubber over it. Interesting, but it was on like a little court. Yeah, huh. yeah. And, the, and the there's, there's there's probably three dozen courts. Is wow. like there's so many courts. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. So it was, was like it was, a thing to do there. It was like concrete, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Wow, yeah. And and there's uh, there's like a skate park at ben- Venice Beach, um, where a bunch of people skating. We s- stood there and watched them skate for a while and. That's cool. That's really fun to watch. Yeah, skate parks. yeah, it is really cool. And so we were walking um, back from Venice Beach. We parked in between Venice and Santa Monica, and we walked all the way up to Santa Monica, which is probably, I mean, probably like a mile. It's it's a good distance between Venice and Santa Monica. And so we walked all the way up to Santa Monica Pier and um, kind of walked the pier, and which I've been to Santa Monica before, and. Um, it's a cool uh, pier with lots of like attractions, a Ferris wheel, roller coaster. Oh, cool! Um, yeah, merry-go-round, all you know, standard like pier, a little pier carnival stuff. situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so that was cool. And then we went and there's like this spot um, where people do like like a lot of yoga. It's like this big grass area, and it's got. Um, the like moon foam pads around the grass. Do you have you know you know what I'm talking about? No, what, what is like, that? You, I don't know. I heard somebody there call it moon foam or moon ground. I don't know. It, it's like really soft and absorbent. Uh, so as you walk across it, you're like whoa, and that kind of surrounds the grass there. And uh, so there's a lot of people like practicing backflips and. And doing couples yoga, and I swear, I swear that one of the couples there uh, is that I had seen them there the last time I was in Santa Monica, like two years ago. Wow! Like they go like every day or something to do couples yoga. I was like, holy crap! I totally recognize them. And so we're sitting there. kind of on this uh like bench terrace area you it's just like, like super tourists just like walking around checking everything out i, I mean, mean they weren't i mean we we're just chilling we we're just, just chilling just awesome. sit, sitting at the beach These just, just seem like people such watching events yeah <laughs> it's we, like wow yeah it, it's cool like um th- there's a whole like gymnastics park around that area at santa monica as well wow. and so there's people like climbing ropes and swinging from um rings like like rings yeah yeah, and uh, so that that was all really cool to watch, and and so we're just sitting there watching all, all of this stuff, and this homeless guy like stumbles, he's like stumbling our way, he's stumbling our way, and all three of us have sunglasses on, and we're sitting on this like terraced like wooden thing, so there's like three levels, mm-hmm. and you know it's 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 like obviously a s- sitting area, and uh, so we're just sitting there, and and he stumbles like 
all the way up to us and past us, just like slightly past us. And right when he gets past us, right when he gets past us, he like pauses and stops and turns around and like looks at us. And none of us turn our heads towards him. We we were, we were like all staring straight away, like 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 please keep walking, dude. Like please keep walking. <laughs> and and he he then proceeds to walk past me, past Gina, and to like just to the side of Jalen, and then sits down next to Jalen, <laughs> like right next to him. And and he just starts talking. He just starts chatting. And um. And he was, he's like wearing sunglasses. He had this like shoulder length, like dirty blonde hair um, that was also pretty dirty. And he, <laughs> and he's wearing like a leather jacket. And like he could have been out, out of like a movie from like the 50s or something. Yeah, some like oracle of sorts. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. From the future. And and you could tell he, he was he, he was a little out of it. And he um, started telling us this this random story and and he's like so so check this out i'm 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 drinking and and all all i want to do is drink under my favorite tree which he has a favorite tree like of all the trees <laughs> that one is beach his favorite bum. tree he's a beach bum oh yeah he's totally a beach bum like yeah. he's probably been there for like years yeah so just loving bum. life chilling and he's like hey, i want to drink under my favorite tree and I'm hanging out with this guy, and, uh, and and I'm like, dude, let's go drink under my favorite tree. And so I'm like there and and drink, drinking under my favorite tree with this guy, and we start talking about music, and, and I can't even remember what his favorite band was, but he talked about his favorite band a lot. And he said, this guy I'm drinking w- with, and he, he, he like named him. He's like, this guy Pete that I'm drinking with um, – <laughs> As if we we knew him, like he kept referring to him in a way and that Pete, would make you think that like we yeah. knew who Pete was, but we yeah. totally did not know who Pete was. <sighs> and and he's like, I'm, I'm drinking with him, and and I find out he doesn't like the band. And I realize I invited the enemy to hang out, like like <laughs> characterize this guy as the enemy because he doesn't like the band. And then he proceeds to tell us how he beat the crap out of this guy. Oh my gosh! And 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 that's when Gina like realized we didn't realize until after the fact. Me and Jalen were trying not to pay attention, and G- Gina said like, like his hands were were like, like had dry blood on <gasps> the knuckles. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, we're like, <gasps> holy crap! This guy is. Cr- crazy oh my gosh and, and so he's like tell, telling us how he beat the crap out of this guy and 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 he's just like you know because because you, you you gotta like that band and like like people just don't wow. get it like they don't understand like the type of stuff he does and like that you know he just went on and on about this guy that i've never heard of i'm not about to tell him that i never heard about this band <laughs> yeah because because i don't want the crap beat out of me <laughs> and so he's like going on and on and like I think it's obvious to passersby because, like, people are, like, looking over at us. I think it's obvious that it's, like, yeah, that, like, we're, like, held captive by this homeless guy. Yeah, wow. And so, like, down the boardwalk, a police car is, like, driving, and it, like, drives and pulls up. 
and it like stops like right where that guy is. It's gotta feel so good. In 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 the in, in the the police woman like rolls down her window and yells something about like you can't smoke here or something to that guy, but like she like knew him like and mm-hmm. he knew her like you could tell like mm-hmm. they've they've there's a connection they've seen each other and yeah had encounters with one another yeah and and he's like oh come on and she like yells something back out the window that I couldn't hear. And he's and and she rolls up her window and she drives like twenty feet and then just parks and just like sits there at like the end of the terrace seating way, and and so like the three of us are just kind of sitting there like seeing what happens and he pulls out a cigarette and and like goes and stands like like ten feet away from her car directly in the rear view mirror and he's like watch this she's always being a buzzkill. And he like <laughs> like lights up a cigarette, and I'm like, uh, guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna go get something to drink real quick. Yeah. And Gina gives me a look like you're not ditching us. What are you doing? And, mm-hmm. and I just like wanted to. I felt helpless, like sitting down. Like I I wanted to be like standing up and on the other side of this guy, like on the other side of the street. Yeah. So I like walked over to the water fountain and like just got a quick drink of water and then just kind of stood over on that moon foam mm. uh, from the green stuff or grass, grass, the, the green stuff. I, I mean grass. <laughs> and, and so like, I'm watching it from like this different angle and, and the guy's just like smoking behind the, the, the police cruiser. And he's like, like she's always a buzzkill, man, always a buzzkill. Wow. And, and meanwhile, this like police woman is just like, staring at him through 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 the rear view mirror and so finally like jalen and gina get up too and he's like oh no guys you can't you can't leave yet they're like oh sorry man we gotta go and 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 so like they start walking that way and and he's like torn between like toying with the cop and and like keeping us there that's that's so that's like poetry (laughs) yeah it is is so interesting and and so finally like we get far enough away to where it 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 becomes obvious that like we're gonna be able to leave this situation Mm -hmm. and and so i just yell like don't let her be too big of a buzzkill because i had no idea what to (laughs) say but i didn't i wanted it to be like we're still cool homeless guy like no matter (laughs) when you get arrested in this situation (laughs) like we're cool and so we we all turned in like started walking away and like we didn't look back briskly yeah we didn't look back for like a quarter of a mile and then gina's like is he following us and like I do a quick turn. I'm like, okay, no, no, he's not following us. Like, we're, we're safe. We're good. Oh, wow. We walked back to the car. Dang. But, it, like, of all of the homeless person encounters that I've had, and I've had plenty, like, that that was, like, m- maybe the most uncomfortable. Like, wow. the dude literally told us about an assault. <laughs> but, like, yeah. Like, hopefully the dude is still alive. That He, like, yeah, beat to a pulp under a tree. Still has the blood on his hands. Oh my gosh! Yeah. And then he's taunting a police officer. He's just reckless. Oh man, yeah, this guy, this guy was crazy. This wow. guy was crazy. Dang. So yeah, so that that was that was the story from of the homeless guy in Santa Monica. Dang, that's crazy. That's insane. Yeah. So um, yeah, there there's one other thing uh, that I thought about as I was leaving. Uh, Ontario, leaving the Ontario airport. Um, and I've thought about this before to some extent, but just like 
the way airport security works seems so pointless to me. Just so pointless. Like, so, like, taking off your shoes, like, it's just, like, annoying and, but whatever. So, like, like it, it, it's annoying. I always and, wear slip-ons for that reason. And, and it's it's also like saying you, you take off your shoes and your belt and, and your hat and your jacket and, and you go into this machine that then scans your entire body. So, one, is that machine not good enough to, like... That's a belt, not not a bomb. You're good. <laughs> yeah, you know? for real. Yeah, it, can it not identify a belt? The belt is going to throw off this machine that like completely renders your and entire your body and everything no, that you're wearing. Can't. Yeah, exactly. So it's. A, I don't think that that has kept up with the machines, whether or not the machines are even useful to begin with. But the thing that struck me this time was – what the heck are random searches at the airport supposed to even do? Yeah. How, how is that even a useful practice for the TSA? Yeah. Like literally – Get people on their toes? Literally they just pick somebody at random um, and what, what, what are they picking? Like one out of 200 people that go through security? It's like, <laughs> yeah. like you are now a ra- random check. Were and, you one of them? No, I have been before. Oh, wow. But I, I was watching this like – 13 year old girl get random checked <laughs> and and um like i don't understand how they accomplish anything that they're tr- saying that it accomplishes like the odds of randomly selecting a terrorist seems so low to begin with yeah but it's just something that's just like keeps the pressure on Is it, you think it's just a deterrent yeah but I feel like, yeah. Okay, how many people have been randomly selected that have been terrorists? I'm pretty sure the count is still zero. You know, mm-hmm. like Very few, yeah. if you've randomly selected 100,000 people and all 100,000 people were good yeah. and okay. It's like, okay, well, do we really need to continue like random, randomly select people to be searched? And yeah, I don't, yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't think that that's, there's gotta be some way. I mean, that, it's a touchy situation. So like, but is it like, like, I don't I mean, know. I, th- I think secu- we, we might fall on different ends of this arbitrary dichotomy of a spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think, I, th- I think that it's, it's all, it comes down to like security versus like privacy security versus like yeah, the com- comfortability. Yeah, but I, 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 I think it's more of a facade than anything. Like I, I, I think it, we, it may prove itself to be at some point. You know what I mean? Well, that's the argument, right? The argument is, is at one point in time, this at, at some point in time, this is going to um, stop a terrorist attack, and then at that point in time, you will be happy that that these all of these years of things. Yeah, but it didn't stop the guy with the bomb in his underwear that that set himself on fire on accident in a plane. It didn't stop the guy that accidentally set his shoes on fire in a plane. Neither of those guys were caught by TSA, and both of them made it onto the plane and set themselves on fire on accident. Like wow. so, the TSA measures didn't work to stop those, 
and and the TSA measures haven't produced a terrorist before. I mean, to my knowledge, you would think that if 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 they had like captured a guy with a bomb trying to sneak through the metal detector and the metal detector went woo 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 and it was like oh this guy has a bomb on him like the TSA would be holding that up as a flag saying like look what we did we're we, good we, guys we, we yeah. caught a we caught a terrorist holy crap our entire existence is Not justified <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but i've never heard a story like that i've never seen anything like that i, I I, I've seen numerous stories about the TSA stealing things, but wow. um, that, that's that's not even a point that we need to go into. But wow, it, 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 just like the effective, you know, the, the efficacy of the TSA, I think is dubious at best. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I have, I don't can't remember the last time. Well, I was the last time I was at an airport was last summer, and. Had a pretty smooth time, but but I mean, I was in, I did was going to Israel last spring, and that was that time was like in airports was pretty like anxiety filling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and I I think so um, going to Israel because I've been to Israel as well. Like like there's the security check, but then even before you go onto the plane to go to Israel or to come from Israel, like before you board those planes, mm-hmm. um, the airline itself like goes through a security check with you and forces you to like empty liquids and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so one, those airlines don't even trust the airport security to do their job because they have their own checks. Yeah. Interesting. And, and two, I, I kind of have less of an issue with like the airlines doing their own checks than than the government just unilaterally like we're just going to check everyone all the time uh, to the full furthest extent that you'll legally allow us to check you and that will grow more and more every year. Wow. And yeah, I don't know. It just it doesn't seem effective enough to justify the extent to which it now reaches. Wow. To me, at least. Yeah. Yeah. I, wow. That's something that I haven't, I mean, you, it's something very close to you because it happened very recently, but I don't know if I have, uh, an experience recent enough to, to have as strong of an opinion. I'm just like, wow, I, I'm sympathizing with you. And I probably felt the same way last time I was at an airport, but it's one of those things you're just like, dang, that sucks about life. <laughs> well, and there's there's definitely other arguments that I've I've heard before. Um, that I guess I'll just kind of parrot here. Um, but you know, one. At, at what point is it violating your right to not be like unreasonably searched and seizured by the government? Um, mm. You know, you could argue that it is reasonable. Because it is in the name of anti-terror, um, but uh, you know, every, every every single time you board an airplane, it is at the you know the determination of the federal government through the TSA of whether or not you are acceptable to fly on a plane. 
based off of them searching you every single time. Mm-hmm. Um, something about that just kind of doesn't sit right with me. But the the other argument that I've also heard um, is that I mean we for for all of the fight against the war on terror that we continually do and continually pour billions of dollars into every year and continually allow ourselves to be scaremongered into giving up more and more freedom in the name of security. Um, the more and more we do that, the more we are allowing terrorism to completely change our way of life. Yeah. Which wow. is basically accomplishing the terrorists' goals for them. Yeah. Because if, if they set out with the goal of we want to force Americans to in the Western world, really the world at large, uh, all free peoples of the world to live in fear of us and our power as this realistically very small group of people. And, and if they set out with the goal of we want people to live in fear of us, they're accomplishing it. Yeah. And, and we are playing into their hands by continually living fully in fear of what they may do and, and fully in fear of, of uh, when that next attack will happen. And we've become uh, – I, I, I would argue we haven't become significantly better at preventing those attacks. Wow, yeah. You know, how many times will Paris continue to be attacked by terrorists? Yeah. Like, that sucks. But everything we do from a standpoint of fear hasn't accomplished not not having those attacks happen. Yeah, wow. So, yeah, I don't know. That was just something that I was thinking about. We're trying our best. Yeah. Yeah. One of those things just like it's a lot of it's going to ruffle some feathers. Yeah, it's going to – might compromise our comfort and, and security in the short term. But – in the long run, maybe, yeah, you know, who knows? Yeah. We're trying our best. Yeah. I think that kind of goes back into what we were talking at, about in a previous episode. I think episode two with the FBI and, and Apple. The, yeah. The security, with, the security of, of phones. Like, you know, are, are there, are there freedoms? Are there f- freedoms as a free people that we are willing to not give up? Even if it means that we are in a slightly, and I, I would stress slightly, uh, more difficult situation as a society. Like, are we willing to say that, that like, like Apple said, like, no, these cell phones contain private information. If we open up one of them, we're basically opening up all of them. There's mm-hmm. nothing to stop all of them being opened up by opening up one of them and, 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 you know, some some people would would say, "Oh no, all all cell phones should be able to be opened." But at what point do you say, "I'm not willing to have that level of of privacy be you know ran over by the the federal government uh, in the name of protecting me?" Be- right. Because I, I hold those things as 
equally, if not more important than, than my own safety as well. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, that's, that's still a thing like from, from when we were talking about that with about the Apple and FBI thing, it's still something that I'm like, wow. Yeah. I, I just kind of, it's one of those things I just got to like, I know that everything will be okay for me. <laughs> I mean, that's, <laughs> that's a really lame, weird cop out, but, um, I, I can't speak super wisely uh, on, uh, the balance of privacy versus freedom or, or security versus freedom and stuff like that. Like, I, I feel like we do need certain securities taken, you know, in place in the case of the Apple situation. I think that was probably best that, that Apple did not divulge that, that information because of the whole, like everything setting a precedent for future cases but at the same time, um, TSA, I know that TSA knows that they're, that they can be annoying at times. I, I don't know. I'm just thinking like, like, well, you can, you can sympathize with the, the mentality of like, we don't want something bad to happen to us. Yeah. In, of course. In, in, and I can sympathize with that too, but I feel like there has to be a line somewhere, maybe we crossed it, maybe we're not there yet, of like we are unwilling to sacrifice this because this changes who we are as free people. And right. It be like living living free is something that, you know, we hold as a virtue and hold as valuable. But you know, at, at some point, uh and a lot of people would argue I, I don't necessarily agree with them, but I think it's interesting. Um, a lot of people would argue that that we have passed that point where we're no longer living freely. We're living purely based on reaction and fear and and that that we don't live freely now because of all of the sweeping changes that that have have been made, warrantless wiretapping. Freedom of Information Acts, like the 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 reach of the federal government being such that it is that they can basically do anything that they want in the name of potentially stopping terrorism. Not not even not even there's this terrorist. We're trying to find him. We can't find him, so we're going to use this information that we otherwise shouldn't be able to access. It's not not even that. It's 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 like we're gonna look at anybody who sends the word bomb in a text message, and that's gonna ping a server somewhere in Washington D.C. and and any time one of those texts goes through, we're gonna see that text, and we're gonna be able to know who that is by name, and we're gonna be able to go and start seeing uh, what other interactions they've been having and, and conversations they've been having. And and at what point does that tip the scales of okay that is that is far too big of a reach for the name of possibly preventing something, right? It's too far. A lot of times it's too far. Yeah. Well, I don't know if I have. And I, like a lot of times it's too far, but sometimes, I, yeah, I don't. I I can't say that every time it's too far. It's just really hard to say that. You yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I think a lot of people 
it's really difficult to say that. Following the same lines, right. And yeah, I, I, I think, I think it would be easier if the sentiment wasn't such that like, for me, I don't know if I fully trust the, like the faceless people to use that information. Well, like, like if you don't trust the people that are receiving that information, how can you trust them to use that information well? Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think that's, that's a bigger and growing concern for a lot of governments around the world is, is a distrust between the people being governed and the government. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. It's just, it's balance. Yeah. It's attention. Trust is key. Christian trust is key.